Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode seven of Where Are We Going with myself, Daniel, Trisha, and Christina. It's been a little while. We haven't posted in a little bit, and we wanted to just thank you all for asking, you know, hey, where's the new episode? Uh, when are we going to hear it? Here it is. Um, we actually address a little bit of of the why behind our little hiatus, and we just want to give you a quick heads up. Um, this episode's a little heavier than all of our other ones, so just, you know, keep an eye on yourself. Make sure you don't get triggered or anything like that. Um, enjoy. All right, so I think that maybe we just address the elephant in the room here. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's, uh, I know it's been tough for all of us here, dealing with a lot of stuff. Um, I don't know about you guys, but for me it's just been like dealing with a bunch of crap that I thought that I had already dealt with. Yeah, big time. I had this weird thing, well basically like, so I'm quitting my job, going back to school, and when I made that decision, I was so excited of Yes, I'm gonna fucking do this. And now it's just this massive it's just like this constant anxiety and like self doubt and it's like, are you doing it right? What are you doing? Is this the right choice? Um what if you fail? You're gonna fail. It's gonna be so great though. Yeah, I mean it is. I, I'm I'm excited for it, but I just I feel like I I just live with like everything I do. It could be like what the hell I'm gonna wear in the morning. Or what I'm going to do with my life. There's just this, like, insane amount of anxiety that goes with, like, pretty much everything I do and everything I say and everyone I meet. It's, uh, it makes it hard to just, like, live. hmm You know? I think that's why I am the way I am. And I think Christina's a lot like this, too. I get that whenever I'm thinking about the future. Yeah. Which is why I choose not to think about the future. Mm-hmm. But then, like, you talk to people, and they go, like, I talk to my therapist, and she's just like, well, you just have to remember that it's not really about what it is about. It's like a weird, higher-level cognitive manifestation of, like, a fear of death. Like, every time you're anxious, basically, if you just peel it, if you peel all the layers of anxiety, it always goes back to, I'm going to die. Because... Apparently, like, anxiety is just a higher-level version of fight-or-flight. And so if you go, if you, like, peel it back far enough, you will always get back to, and I'm going to die, or I'm not going to exist. Um, But that doesn't help. In fact, that makes it worse. Like, at least for me, because then I start to think, like, this is stupid. Why am I anxious? Like, this is stupid. And then it's, like, double. Uh, Not only am I going to die, but I'm going to die a shameful death. Well, sure I don't I think it, yeah, I, I don't think it could be death, but I think it could be like a, a philosophical death of yourself. Like, it, it's about failure more than death to me. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, when you peel that back, because there is no such thing as philosophical, so like your parasympathetic, or your parasympathetic nervous system, like that, your, your nervous system doesn't understand, like, I'm going to be so embarrassed, or... I'm going to be so ashamed. All it understands is, like, I got to fucking run or I got to, like, fight. And that's what anxiety is. Like, there's mm-hmm. there's no... At least that's the way it was explained to me. And it makes a whole lot more sense than, like, what I thought it was. Oh, but really? who the fuck knows? 
like, well, she knows, like, she's a professional. But it was hard for me to wrap my head around. But now, whenever I get anxious, I don't know if it's, like, because they told, she told me this, like, I now can, like, do it, like, hindsight. But now it, I can feel like, oh, yeah, I can see that. Like, I can trace it back. So, wait, do you really think it's, like, what do you mean by death? Like, it doesn't really mean... I'm still stuck on that, too. <laughs> I'm so confused. It, it doesn't really mean that I, I think I'm going anxiety. to die. Okay. It's just that the thing that's happening in my life is so stressful to me on, a like, a cognitive level that the only way my body can interpret it is as I'm in danger. Because it's so stressful. Because that's, like, the stress reaction. Like, that's what you get when you're in danger. You get adrenaline... And you go into that, like, fight-or-flight mode, and that's anxiety. It's just, that, like, a, a, a panic attack is just, like, a really extreme fight-or-flight response. Your body doesn't understand that you're freaking out because you're worried that you're not going to get something done on time. Your body just knows that there might be a coyote trying to kill you. You know what I mean? Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. I thought you meant, like, <laughs> deep down, it just means that <laughs> oh, you know no, you're going to no. die. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's so what I'm I... anxious because I'm afraid of death? Yeah, that's what so I, I was know. interpreting it. Gotcha. I was just like, I don't... I, don't I wouldn't say that I'm afraid of death. I, I think I'm quite yeah. comfortable with the concept. But... Hey, I believe in reincarnation. I'm danger. So. <laughs> like, dangerous situations. But the dying part doesn't seem like... You know, I mean, it ends. And that's exactly what I said. I said, like... What the it fuck? seems like, like the easy part of it. The struggle and the, like, mm-hmm. running from danger is the... Yeah, that makes more sense. Like when my therapist Everything told... leading up to death. Sorry. Yes. No, no, no. I interrupted you. Like, when my therapist told me about that, that was my reaction. Like, what the fuck? I, I was worried about getting me late for work. What the fuck are you talking about death? And then she explained <laughs> it that way. Like, kill me. Okay. <laughs> I, like, I understand that I'll be okay if I don't get there on time. Um, but I mean, that's but that's, the amount of stress you experience. Exactly. exactly. That's also how I feel uh, because I get a lot of anxiety when people use fear tactics. Yeah. Against you, like if you don't do this, you'll lose your job. Ooh. Like things like that. Yeah. Those don't work on me because I don't think it works on a lot of. Because what happens is it doesn't motivate me to do something. It shuts me down. Yeah. <laughs> like, mentally. And whenever you're mentally incapable of doing something, or if if your mind is shutting down, yeah. you'll see physical manis- manifestations of it, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, once your mind shuts down, I love it when people go, just snap out of it. Come on. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. It's like, you don't understand, like, my neurons are not firing correctly. Like, I can't, I can barely process what you're saying to me and how fucking condescending it is. Like, I don't have the brain capacity to deal with this right now. Like, I don't think people really understand that part of anxiety. I think people just kind of take it as, like, oh, you're such a worry word. Like, just get over it. People don't understand that it's, like, a physical thing. I feel like it would be ridiculous... If somebody was like skydiving and, and like, woo, you know, oh my god, and you were like, dude, relax, dude, relax, <laughs> like nobody would fucking do that, and yet when I'm freaking out, there's like, just calm down, Daniel. Fuck you. Yeah, no shit. Of course, I want to calm down. 
Yeah. Duh. No shit. <laughs> but you you know what I'm talking about though. Yeah, thanks. Like that fear mongering is just terrible. Yeah. Because there are those people the, the people who do that 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 maybe that's what motivates them, but people have to understand that motivation comes from many different things depending on that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just never really a good tactic to stress people out. Yeah. I mean, people don't... Like, I like to talk a lot of shit about, like, I do my best work under pressure, but, like, people don't necessarily perform, or, like, it's not a good long-term strategy Yeah. to put that kind of pressure on people. And then there's just, like, all this shit that, like... Like, a big source of my anxiety is just a lot of shit that, like, I've been dealing with in terms of, like, my past. Because we all, obviously, like, have a past. And, uh, (laughs) and you do this thing about your past where, like, you have several moments in your life where you're just like, I'm done with this. I'm leaving this baggage right here. I'm going to move forward. And then, like, you go maybe like a year, two years, and everything's great. And then all of a sudden you go, oh, shit, I'm still carrying this. Yeah. I had a little bit of that. Yeah. You don't think about it until you have to think about it. And then you're just like, well, fuck. I was not prepared to deal with this today. It was or, not on my agenda. Like, I had a moment, maybe, like, sometime in maybe, like, August last year, where I was just sitting. I was sitting and doing my work, and I was focused on this thing, and all of a sudden, like, a thought entered my brain. And that's when I realized that my ex-girlfriend had totally been cheating on me. It was this weird, like, epiphany. I wasn't thinking about it. Like, it was it was as if, like, there was this little department in my brain that had just been working on it, like, just... And they just finally, like, opened the window, like, Here, boss! Like, we figured it out! Like, that's 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 what it was, because I was just somewhere else. And then I was like, guess what? We figured it out. It all makes sense now. I would love to see the office in Daniel's brain. It's just... It's like the stock exchange, except nothing good ever happens. Like, nobody <laughs> makes anything positive. Um, yeah, and and it's weird because I had, like, 20 of those. Like, fuck it, I'm done. Like, I don't need to worry about this anymore. Like, I'm done with this shit. And it got so bad that, like, I, did, I locked myself in, like, a bathroom because it was, like, shame. Like, holy shit, like, everybody must know but me. Like, I must be the only one who didn't know. I feel so stupid. Like, why, how could you be so stupid? Why are you so stupid? Why? 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 You're such an idiot. Like, why the fuck would you let yourself... Blah, blah, blah. And it got to the point where, like, I couldn't even... Like, I like my vision got blurred. Like, and I just had to... I, I don't really cry. Like, I, I, I cry. I'm not, like, I don't cry. But, like, I don't really cry. But at that moment, like, I almost cried because I just... I couldn't... Like, I just locked myself in the bathroom and let the water run. Um, I just turned on the sink. But those moments in your past, if you have them, don't, like, don't give them to the little department in your head that doesn't talk to the other departments because they will fucking strike at the worst possible time. Yes. The worst fucking possible time. And, I mean, to clarify, you found this out, you figured this out in August, but you guys have been broken up for, what, like, nine months? Almost a year. Yeah, almost almost a year. year Of me going, like, well, you know, she, like, totally dumped me and broke my heart and was, like, immediately talking to some other dude. But it happened after. 
It happened after. It happened after, and it was just a year of me telling myself, like, no, she'd never do that. She wouldn't do that. She wouldn't do that. I mean, she was, it was a shitty thing to do, but it wasn't that shitty. She'd never be that shitty. And then, like I said, that day in August, uh, yeah, it's like, uh, actually she did, and here's all the evidence, and here's how it works, and remember the time that this happened, and remember how this happened, and remember how she said this, and you were wondering why she said that? Well, this is why. And then all the dots just came together into a shitty picture of, fuck you, Daniel, and I freaked out. I, like, I fucking freaked out, because, and it wasn't even like, oh my god, I miss her, oh my god. It was, I'm so ashamed. How could I let this happen to me? I'm so ashamed. Everybody knows but me. I'm so stupid. I fucking hate myself. How could I let this happen to me? That is like the worst anxiety. That is the worst like panic of just like, I'm worthless. Like how could I fucking do this? Like I, that is the worst. Like I don't, I don't know if any of you guys have ever had a moment like that. That's exactly how I felt on Monday. That just describes it. I had to I had to go home from work because I was like in the beginning of my shift and I had just gotten done explaining it to my sister who I work with and that's when I got the chance to actually think about what I had just said because I had said it a couple times before I told you I told Daniel and Trisha um the night before and I like I guess I told them and then I like just kind of went to bed and I didn't think about it but uh as soon as I thought about it, that's when it started going downhill, and then it just, I don't know, it just spiraled. It totally spiraled. <sighs> but I feel much better now. I think the part that people don't understand, that don't, or have never experienced that level of just shame and like anxiety, is that it's not about the thing that happened. Because that's easy to get over. Like, mm-hmm. okay, like this human being is now like romantically linked with this human being, and they were romantically linked while me and that human being. Like, that's not a big deal. The big deal comes from all the feelings that it brings up, like all the memories that it brings back. And yeah, and I don't know about you, Christina, but for me, I have I have horrible like self worth issues where like I just. I can't ever see myself as, like, a whole person. Like, I just feel like it's hard for me to, uh, like, shame is, is, like, the worst for me. And that's what it is. It's shame. It's just, like, how could you be so stupid? Like, you're stupid. You're worthless. Like, what an idiot. Like, everybody could have seen that. Like, how could you miss that? That's what that feeling comes from. It's not the person. It's not the action. It's that shame. At least it was for me. Mm-hmm. I'm not entirely sure what it was for me. Here's the backstory. Um, this is complicated. I found out recently that my ex from almost two years ago has a new girlfriend who was a girl that he cheated on me with over two years ago. I never really believed that he did. I always thought that he would say that. Like It was so like deep into one of our big fights that I just thought it was something else just to add just for an extra sting. But I never really took it seriously. Because I was like, I've, I was always like, you know, I mean, he's crazy, but somebody wouldn't do that to me. Yeah. Like, maybe to make me feel bad, but they wouldn't actually do that. Yeah. So then to find out that he actually did, and now they're together, and he's pretty much getting away with everything, that really pissed me off. 
And I've had to, like, spend the last two years cleaning everything up and paying for everything and having to fix myself and everything else that he destroyed. So I was a little angry to find out that information. So the more I thought about it, like I am right now as I'm saying it, the more I think about it, the more overwhelming it got. And so it was just... It led into really bad things. And then I was just thinking about everything that happened in that relationship and all the other things that we said to each other and the fact that I asked him first because the fight, the reason we would fight was always because he thought I was cheating on him. And I would always tell him that I wasn't. And he never believed me. And I was like, you know, if you're making these accusations, maybe it's because you have a guilty conscience. Because, you know, I know you talk to, you know, whatever friends of mine a lot and they're girls and I already don't trust other girls. Yeah. So, you know, I'm like, you're making these accusations. Maybe it's because you did something and so you're just assuming that I would too. But then that would only make things worse. The fight would only get worse. So I didn't bring it up and I was like, okay, you know, I trust you and I'll take your word for it. But obviously that was not the case. So I was the one that didn't do anything but got in trouble for it. And he was the one that got away with everything, and got away with more, and got away with even more, and is still getting away with it, and now he's living happily ever after with his new girlfriend that he met through me. And that's the thing, isn't it? Like, it's <laughs> that feeling of, uh, and thank you for sharing that. That's remarkably courageous to share that. I know that. I know that's really hard for you. Yeah. I think I kept it PG. <laughs> yeah it's not a completely open book um, but that's the thing is that you don't get to say like fuck you why would you do that to me because it's not it's not worth it anymore like the best case scenario is like you make this huge scene and everybody thinks you're nuts but yeah and then like you like having to explain to people it just if you can't explain the whole thing, it just sounds like I'm a jealous ex-girlfriend. Exactly. Like, I don't want him back. Oh. I definitely don't. Exactly. I mean, I've got a lot more wonderful things going on in my life, so that's so not the case, but that's what it seems like, which sucks. I don't want to have to explain it to everybody. But if you want to know, you can go check out my Tumblr. <laughs> not Facebook. Sorry, we're not that cool yet. I guess the link to the Tumblr can be added somewhere, because I'm not going to say it. I don't remember what it is. We'll put it up somewhere <laughs> if you, if you want to know about it. Um, and that's the thing, because it's not just ex-girlfriend. Because this person in my life, like, yeah, they were significant, but they're in the grand scheme of my life, they're not really that significant. Mm. But it could be a parent or an uncle or a sibling that just did something fucking years ago, and you all you want to do is go back and go... Fuck you for doing that to me. Like, you are shitty. Like, you do... I did not deserve that, and you fucking did that to me. But you can't. Because too much time has passed. And it would be fucking insane to just drop into somebody's life and be like, Do you remember that time at the picnic? Fuck you! Like, you can't do that. You know? I mean, that stuff's happened to me a lot with someone in my life who's still there. But that's because that person will never leave. Unless by death. <laughs> but, Fair enough. I mean, I don't, I don't want, I don't wish this person death at all. Of course. Um, I do love this person a lot, but um, that person hurt me mm-hmm. quite a lot, and it's pretty consistent. 
But that's where uh, you were talking about self-worth. That's where a lot of my self-doubt comes from, which is really funny because that person consistently tells me, you're so good at this, this, and this. Why aren't you doing something better in your life? And I just think, like, but you're also the person who told me, you know, like, who, like, who brought me down consistently. Yeah. It's amazing how people are so unaware of the... Because... Like you said, like you love this person. This person mm-hmm. obviously means something to you, and I'm sure you mean something to them. This is a family member, hence why it's it's not someone who's just going to leave. Exactly. <laughs> but it's just this complete lack of just awareness of your of their actions. It's just this weird disconnect between like I love you, but I wish you were someone else because I have I. That's basically what. Excuse me. What I, what I've gotten like my whole life from everybody, is just like, Daniel, you're awesome. You would be so awesome if, if you just weren't Daniel. Like if you were just somebody else. If you would just do this. Yeah. Then you'd be really great. Yeah. Like you, I like you, but I'd like you so much more if you weren't you. Like. Yeah. Cause girl, you're amazing. And I, I think we. I think all three of us have had this happen to us um, <laughs> through through family members mm-hmm. initially. Yeah. And then, well, with both of you, it became the crazy people who entered your lives. Yeah. Well, we've got issues. Yeah. Uh, That's it, a real thing, but nothing to be taken advantage of. That's rude. Well, people can't help if they have daddy issues or mommy issues. It'll be dicks. And they I think I just have some issues, just in general. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you do like you do play out a lot of those traumas, a lot of those experiences in from your fam- familiar relations in your romantic relationships. Like that's kind of that could because that's like the archetype of how you see relationships, mm-hmm. and so of course it makes sense that a lot of that plays out romantic relationships. Me and my sister recently got to confront our dad after a long time. Really? And things went well. Things are things are going very well now. Good. I, I'm sure um, I'm sure it was just super cathartic for both you and your sister and your dad to just kind of get a lot of that stuff out. Oh yeah. The whole way home we were just like it was like we were on ecstasy or something. Wow. Maybe not ecstasy. That's a bit much. But it was really cool. <laughs> it was a nice feeling. Yeah. So, sometimes you do get to confront the person that hurt you. And sometimes it goes well. I've always daydreamed about visiting my ex. Or, like, if I... Yeah. Like, like if I'm in control, I can, like, show up at his house and be like, Fuck you, motherfucker! And whatever else I decide to say. <laughs> so That's the, the only important part for now. Where are we going um, to show cats? Right? But then, like... If I were to run into that person in real life, I think I would have a heart attack. I would die. Oh, my God. I don't think you would have a heart attack, but I think you would run away. Yeah, I would definitely (laughs) run away. I would not. Oh, my God. Next subject. I don't know. I I can't be that. I can't be that. I can't be the person that's like, oh, I saw you at Target. So I'm going to walk up to you and be like, get the fuck out of here. This target's only, you know, this target's only <laughs> big enough for is big enough for the two of us. Like, I would just probably be like, 
bitch, grab your Nutella and get the fuck away from me. <laughs> like, I'm going to go to Sporting Goods or something, and uh, hopefully I'm there with a friend that can, like, scout the store and be like, okay, she left. Um, just because I can't be, I can't be hostile like that. I can I'll rant and rave all, but, like, when it comes to, there's just no, I always think, like, best case scenario, what happens? And it's never good. I prefer it when I don't have to think about what I would do either way. That yeah. I would just rather be presented with the moment yeah. and just see what I decide to do yeah. so that I can just stop like debating would I do this, would I yeah. do this, when it's not going to happen. I would just rather like just yeah. like universe, give me the moment so that I can see what happens and then be done with it. Because I don't want to like, it's something I think about like every now and then, but it's like I don't want to have to imagine it. Yeah. I would rather just, you know have the experience and then get it. Yeah. I mean, for like the first six months, like I would think like, oh, motherfucker, just, just come to Dallas. Just, just let me run into you. And then I would think like, okay, best case scenario, like I kick his ass and feel really good until the cops show up. And then like, I have to deal with all this like shit. Because I know that bitch would probably press charges. Worst case scenario, he kicks my ass and then like it's super embarrassing. So like, there's no point. There's, there's no fucking point. Oh, you're just not devious enough. If we saw this person, we, if we were there with you, we'd we'd get some good revenge on. Oh, hell yeah. There ain't fucking worth it. Like, have fun. Enjoy your basic fish hair. Enjoy your fucking life. Like, enjoy. <laughs> and growing up. Yeah, enjoy. <laughs> like, Which is not a real place. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Like, <laughs> honestly, like, with all the vitriol and all the issues, and you know, just enjoy. Have fun. I hope it, I hope it's worth it. Mine lives in Irving. Yeah. That's very close. What's up with like shitty people moving towards Fort Worth? Like that just cements my theory that like nothing good ever <laughs> fucking happens in Fort Worth. Well, he was always from Irving. Oh. Ew. I am very happy with the D part of the DFW Metroplex. Like, fuck Fort Worth. <laughs> what a horrible place to put a pause. <laughs> we can edit that out. I love the D. I'm, oh, but we're not going to. <laughs> no. Oh, no. See what you did? Now, uh, yeah, like, why the fuck would I ever need to go to Fort Worth? Just name one reason why I would have to go to Fort Worth. Exactly. Entertain tourists. <laughs> With the fucking rodeo. Hey, and if you hey, look to your left... if someone wants to see Texas, like, the stereotypical type, then yeah, take them to Fort Worth. I know where you yeah, can look at true. Longhorn cattle here in Dallas. Like, we have that if you're really into that, I guess. Meh, but Fort Worth is cowboy town. Yeah. It's like it is. it's like being in a western movie. Take the train. Come see DFW. Yeah, like if you look to your left, city of Dallas, give me a call. A bunch of fucking grass. Advertising. Not even well-kept grass. Tourism. And if you look to your right, there's some fucking cows. Touritizing. <laughs> I made up a word. Adverism. Tourism? Advertising? Tourizing? Or adverism? Adverism. Adverism. 
the uh, Where Are We Going show. <laughs> anyway. So, so for some admirism of our own, please visit us at whereareweglingshow.com. Follow us on Instagram at, at whereareweglingshow.com. Or follow us on Twitter at WOGS, which is W-A-W-G-S. Isn't it the real WOGS? Always gets it wrong. <laughs> well, you're welcome, Wogs. Yeah, for it's all you. of our followers <laughs> that you're getting, because Daniel, he's messing it up. The real Wogs, which is W A W G S. Seriously, dude, just give us your fucking Twitter handle. Like you have no followers, <laughs> except ours that keep liking it by mistake. Yeah, we're following. Anyway, are they hashtag? Adverism, right? That was the word, right? Yeah. yeah. Hashtag adverism. <laughs> Tell us your story. Give us your ideas. Give us your ideas for other ways we can adverize. <laughs> <laughs> that just sounds really stupid. Adverize. No, that's that's a hashtag. Guys, let's make hashtag adverize a thing. Adverism. At fuck. Adverism. Adverism. Adver- Adverize is just advertise, honestly. Fine. Let's make <laughs> adverism a thing. Adverism. Let's not break the internet, because we like the internet, but let's make adverism a thing. Hashtag adverism. Yeah. Adverism. It's when you advertise touristy things to do. Or when your show gets a little too heavy and you have to lighten it up. <laughs> By making up a stupid word like adverism. Yeah. <laughs> or just leave us a goddamn comment. Would it kill you? I know. We ask so much. Would it kill you? We're so desperate for your feedback. Love yeah. us. No, but seriously. <laughs> or hate like, us, but tell us. Yeah, just give us something. It doesn't matter what you feel. Just tell us. Tell us. Tell us what you tell think. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Tell us how you feel or about Or a white us. lie to make us feel better. Commiserate. Oh, and I defy anybody to tell me why the fuck I should go to Fort Worth. Give me a good reason. Give me a good reason to go to Fort Worth. I told you already. Cowboys. I said a good reason. I can... The train that gets taken over and attacked and pillaged by cowboys. What? Wait, I thought cowboys were the good guys. I don't know. They are. There's good and bad. She's talking about something completely different. <laughs> no, the um, you're the talking train, about train robbers. The train that takes you. Well, they're just like cowboys, though. They're so, all cowboys. So let me get this straight. No. I should go to Fort Worth. I should get in my car for the entertaining train ride. <laughs> and you no, get in your car. Stop by Grapevine, Old Town Historic Grapevine. Take the train to Fort Worth. And kill yourself. And on your way to Fort Worth, it gets stopped and attacked by guys on horses with cowboy hats and cowboy boots, and they shoot their guns, and then the sheriff comes and saves the day, and then the train safely arrives at Fort Worth. So Is what? that a real thing? Yeah. What? So go to Fort Worth if you would like to experience a terrorist attack. Local. <laughs> As if Fort Worth was not unpleasant enough already. A 19th century terrorist attack. If you have a kid, they might give you the... the... They might shoot it. No. No. We were with a little kid. And they gave him the little shell. Uh, You were with little kid? A little kid. Just one. She found him. (laughs) No. 
I was with this my mom's friend and her son and my <laughs> mom's friend's daughter, different friend. Yeah. Someone else was there. I don't know who. My mom just wanted me out of the house. Fair enough. But it was entertaining. I got a cowboy hat. Alright. I lost it. So, if you ever wondered what it would be like to be robbed in the 1880s, go to Fort Worth. Is that a good admirism? Is that a good admirism for Fort Worth? Well, that wasn't very appealing. Admirism is supposed to sound awesome. Alternatively, just down the street, you can go to Dallas. Yeah. And if you would like to There's get robbed of things to do. in the 20, what are like 21st? Is this the 21st century? <laughs> yeah. If you'd like yeah. to get robbed in the 21st century, go to downtown Dallas. <laughs> what is it, East Dallas? Yeah, go something? to East Dallas or Garland. <laughs> I'm sure my ex in Irving goes there all the time. Ew. That's, that's all that needs to be said about that. He's not the best person. Obviously. Under As I'm sure you've all put together from... Several instances of him being mentioned, it's never been good. <laughs> okay, when I distill relationship advice to my hypothetical children, I think the most poignant and pithy thing I can say is be the kind of person to where when people look back on you, their friends don't go, ew. Like, <laughs> that, just, that should just. That's the most perfect advice ever. Like, if you think that <laughs> you're doing you. something I'm that... Good. If I ever have kids, yeah, they're going to talk to you because I don't get time for them. If, if at any point you feel like <laughs> what you're doing would make someone go, ew, don't do it. And you will be a good boyfriend, girlfriend, friend. God, why is it so hard for people to not be shitty? Like, why is it so hard for people? You know there's, like, an actual saying. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. I can't... I can't it's, it's the one, like, you treat people the way that you would like oh. to be treated. Don't tell me. That's all you're saying. How do I have Basically, to Basically, you know, follow the golden rule. You just, but nobody follows that these days. You know, all the wars and all the corruption and all the... Well, hey, I do. things going on. Or I try. I try my best. Like, or the demon house with the kids. That got, like the demon house situation. Isn't that just, that's so depressing how, like, every, how there's so many just dysfunctional people just fucking wreaking fucking havoc on everybody. As if life wasn't shitty enough already. Yeah. You just have to go personally shit on someone's yeah. face. What is that? Yeah. Wait, what? Not literally. Not no, literally. what is the demon house? I'm not aware of this. There was this house that they called the demon house. It was, I guess... I don't know the story too well. I guess it was, like, a lot of families lived there. There was at least, like, six to eight kids in that house alone with, you know, a bunch of parents and other elders. And they were part of a church. And the, like, vice president of this church um, decided to tell everyone that she was a prophet and that she talks to God directly. And he told her that the two-year-old boy was possessed by a demon. And the only way to help him um, get the demon out was to starve him for 25 days. So everybody starved him for 25 days. And everyone that would try to give him food because he looked weak and like he was dying would get punished. I don't know. They didn't go into detail how this punishment or what their consequence was for trying to help this poor child. 
But eventually the kid died, and they did some type of resurrection thing, um, and they videotaped it, and the kid obviously didn't come back to life. And then this woman says, oh, God said today was not the day, and you have to go to a city in Mexico, and then he'll be resurrected. So the family went to Mexico. Now Mexico and America are both trying to find the body of this two-year-old boy. This was Monday. (laughs) Holy crap. Yeah, he did get water four to five times a day. Oh, well, because they're not fucking animals. <laughs> I, I don't want to make light of a bad situation, but I gotta say. Why do people fall for that? You've got, you've got to give, like, this cult leader, like, a little credit for, like... Oh, my God. Okay, I'm about so... about to get a lot of enemies. We just, we, we just basically, like... Did something really bad to this kid. What am I going to do? Oh, I got it. Guys, God says that we have to go to Mexico. That's fucking genius. <laughs> you know, like, I it's mean, almost on. like, you know, the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt on Netflix? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that, where he realized he was wrong, but then kept them underground anyway. Exactly. Like. So, not only, like, you didn't have to do that awkward thing where you're like, CYA. guys, uh, I think I fucked up. We should flee? No. Like, they just dovetailed perfectly into, mm-hmm. guess who's going? We're going. The chosen people are fleeing the country. Fuck you. Whoever you are. Like, fuck you. That's all I have to say. Okay. Yeah. So that's the story. I, <laughs> I think that's a good place uh, for us to stop. I want to take care of a little business. Um, we talked about some pretty heavy stuff today. If you or anybody you know is going through anything like this, if you just feel like you don't have anywhere to go, I'm going to rattle off a lot of numbers right now. Please, please use them. Um, this is the Depression Hotline, which is 1-630-482-9696. The Suicide Hotline, which is 1-800-784-8433. Lifeline, which is 1-800-273-8255. Trevor Project, 1-866-488-7386, Sexuality Support, 1-800-246-7743, The Eating Disorders Hotline, 1-847-831-3438, Rape and Sexual Assault Hotline, 1-800-656-4673, Grief Support, 1-650-321-5272, and these are several runaway hotlines, which are 1-800-843-5200, and if you just don't feel like picking up the phone, if you want to go in and talk to somebody, Don't be afraid to go see a therapist. I know that it sounds expensive, and sometimes it can be, but there are tons of options. There are lots of therapists who will work with you and your budget, even if you don't have insurance. Please seek help if you're feeling this way. You're not alone, and there is help out there. So there you have it, Episode 7 of Where Are We Going Show. I'm going to do my usual thing and thank you all for listening, for going to our website, for subscribing, for making this something that we genuinely feel like 
people want to hear. So thank you for your support and everything. Um, Till next time, this is Daniel for Trisha and Christina saying, fuck Fort Worth. <laughs>